Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and I am giving you a teaching today that just occurred back in our official community, uh, Revelation Wellness official community group, as we have been in week one of Weight Loss God's Way. If you are in the 30-day challenge, then this is for you. And if you're not in the 30-day challenge, guess what? You can still get in. Um, No longer for a donation amount. You can swipe up on the show notes and for just as little as $19, um, you will get in the program and jump back on that page as well. So if you missed it, don't worry. You really didn't miss it. We thought of you this new year because we know um, the holidays can go by really fast. And before you know it, here we are starting new things and we didn't want you to miss out. So go ahead and swipe up to join if you're interested, learn more. But today we're gonna be talking about our beliefs and how they affect our behavior. That our behavior is just a motive with muscle on it. It is a body with a motive, but the behavior that we do comes from a belief. So I'm actually gonna step through um, some faulty belief systems and I guess I have to go first. I meant, I was hoping to share my screen and bring someone in from the challenge group to walk through this with, but you'll hear um, into the podcast. It didn't work out that well, so I guess that meant I had to go first. So uh, bear with my tears. (laughs) Oh, here I am going first, so. All right, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Share it. Oh, one more thing. If you are even considering instructor training, you've thought about starting your own faith and fitness ministry, we have a webinar next Thursday. So you can register for that. It is next Thursday. If you can't attend it live, you will be sent the replay link. So how to start your own faith and fitness ministry. I'm honestly going to give you the nuts and bolts, not the soup to nuts, because that takes a lot more time, but truly just get you over those first hurdles and get going and get out there. All right, have a great day. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Okay. All right, so first of all, I wrote this down. Belief drives our behavior, and behaviors are just motives with muscle on it. But beliefs are the root system. Okay, our beliefs drive our behavior, and our motives are the muscle. That's the muscle behind our behaviors. It's, it's, it's the ability, we do it. We have a motive, we have a desire. And so then inside the, the, the behavior is just, I put some muscle on it. But if we come and back it up, everything about your life is rooted in a belief, which makes total sense because uh, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God, faith, <laughs> belief in who he is, is what was, and from that we've been created. God is faith, God is love, God is courage, God is kindness, all of who God is, this totality of God, is we're an offspring of that. And so of course we're created for belief, and belief of what we will believe in. Romans 1 talks about we get to choose. Will we worship and serve created things rather than creator God? Will we serve... um, Will we walk in darkness with lies or will we walk in truth of who God is? I hope you're watching my little video teaching on day one. I talked about the video teaching of, for us, it's Jesus because he's so kind. Our Christian faith is the one belief system that says, I cannot save myself. I need to try softer. 
that's truly what our, our, it's so beautiful. And that's the, the repentance of like knowing this Jesus and, and reading and, and learning about him in the gospels. And like, he's so wonderful and in the mysteriousness of why he could say the things he said and withheld when it was time to, to not speak. And, you know, I just always look at when it's time for him to go to the cross, how quiet he becomes. He's faithful. He just goes and does what the Father's will is. It wasn't his. It was like, if you could take this cup from me, Father, but your will be done. And inside God's will, he got real quiet. He just did what he knew would be pleasing to his Father's heart. And he knew for the joy set before him, you and I would have a new belief system of who God is. We'd have a new way home. So I want to acknowledge in this group, because this is weight loss God's way, there's a lot of people here that want to lose weight. You've, you've focused on weight. And, and I also want to acknowledge there are people here who, um, um, that is, like, it's, it would be helpful for you. Truly helpful. Like, you will be able to climb a flight of stairs better. Your doctor would be like, listen, your, your blood pressure is high. Your diabetes is there. There's, there's actually the systems of your body are being compromised because of extra weight. And it's, listen, the weight is very un, inconsequential. It's just, there it is. But it's true. It's heavy. And it's harder to carry a five-pound boulder up a flight of stairs than a 50-pound boulder up a flight of stairs. So, Again, this is us stepping back and observing, not being like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. Nope, just acknowledging that that's, that's true, and it's not also the final say, but it's an observation of what is true. So I want to acknowledge that, and that is okay, and you are welcome here, and we are amazed by your presence and your desire to try it differently, God's way. There's also people here that desire weight loss, and it's not necessarily affecting your health, but you feel like you will feel better, that you will feel better in your pants, that you will look better, that you'll just feel sexier or whatever it is. Can we acknowledge that too? Thank you for the hearts. Can we acknowledge that that's there too? Those are very two permeating um, choices in our life that we, without um, attention, paying attention to our life, we could easily be one or the other. And then there's this middle place where you know like that's not what you want your life to be about, like your body and your shape, but you still find yourself ebbing and flowing. Uh, I think it's, um, I can't remember if it's C.S. Lewis or someone says that the body is the brother ass. Yes, like a donkey. It's just, it kind of goes and does what it wants to do. And so we are here to get the body to submit to the beliefs of our heart. Scripture says that we will confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and we will be saved. And when he saves, he saves through and through. He saves all the way through. So whenever you feel discouraged in your body, with your body, in your marriage, you feel discouraged and cut off from peace and belonging and love and all the goodness of who God is, that he saves because your beliefs direct you towards that place of, of salvation. So a belief, let's talk about a belief for a second, is a path in your brain that is well-traveled. I'm talking from a neuroscience point of view. When you have a belief, it's something you don't even know, like where did that kind of come from? It's just often the home you've grown up in, the environment, it's external and it's internal. 
you've experienced some pain and so that experience internally inside of you has fortified that belief a little bit more and more. This is why uh, it, it, we all come to Christ with some skewed belief patterns because it isn't often until later in life when we've reached so much adversity that we need a savior that we come to Christ. And then the whole process from there is God really undoing what's been, what the world has done to us, undoing these unhealthy belief patterns, undoing the stressors and the way that we have judged ourselves or condemned ourselves or taken on more weight than we were ever meant to carry because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but there is a yoke. I say that a lot in revving the word. There is a yoke. So we're not saying we don't get to, you know, go on an eternal vacation. You're meant to work. You're meant to show up, but light and easy. So our beliefs are just this path in our brain, a thought, a response that you have done be probably and often because you were shown it initially this is why our home life is very important. If you weren't shown compassion, you won't know compassion. You don't have that, that, that firing system in your brain. That path is not there. But you're curious about it. When you see it in a movie or something, it makes you cry because you were made for that. But you don't know how to get to that path because this well-worn path of belief has just been the road you've traveled time and time again. Um, we also, with our, our belief system and, and how we get to them quickly, have a lot to do with the trauma or experiences we've had. Our brain and its, our youth has no reasoning. You can't ask a baby to reason, why are you hungry? They're just hungry. They don't know why. That's just what they feel. And so a lot of it is just formed because our brains haven't been fully formed. This is why we have to be kind to ourselves and have mercy and like this kindness and compassion. The Lord knows your story. And the beliefs that you have that lead you down a path of striving or shaming or condemning, that's not him. And he's with you. Isn't that good news? Because he, he, he never leaves or forsakes, which is why you get that. Uh, it's why you're here, because you want to do something different. So he's pulling you into a new direction. When we think of paths, I think of, when I think of like a brain, a belief, I always think of Matthew 13, when Jesus talks about the parable of the sower, the sower of the seeds. And in verse three, it says, and he told them many things in the parable saying, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. I want you to see that in your mind, like a path, it's, it's well-worn. Uh, I live over by some mountains here, and I love to go out on trail runs. I love to just go out in the mountains. <laughs> and I like a trail. I'm looking for a trail. I'm looking for a path because that's gonna make it easier for my foot. I'm not gonna twist it as much. It's not gonna be so uh, risky if I can find the trail, if I can find the path. Why? Because others have traveled it. Others have gone down it, and now I'm just following that path because I know it's gonna lead me somewhere that others have been, right? It's not really wise for me to go through the, the bush and, and try and find my own path, but guess what, you guys? That is part of renewing your mind. You've gotta find that path, which is this story rewritten with Christ, with his grace to show you a new way. 
And we know neuroscience tells us that you can get new paths in your brain. You can create new beliefs. And not just beliefs, but beliefs that will then create new behaviors. You 100% can do it. 100P, as my daughter would say. The word road or path here means a road, and it means a well-traveled way, a course of conduct, or a way of thinking and feeling and deciding. A way of thinking, that's, this is a path. So you can see this picture of a pair, of, uh, a sower is throwing seeds, but that, that path is so thick, calloused is another word for it, that the seeds don't even go anywhere and then the birds come and just take it away. The world comes, the external flies in on us and boom, the seed is gone. So this is why I wanna tell you, you wanna know how we create new neural pathways, you create new beliefs, you create new understanding of you and your environment and everyone else in relationship, guess what, you're doing it. When you do the revving the words, when you move your body, when you hear information and connect to some emotion, that's very important. Information plus emotion creates a new path. We're going down a new path now. We're no longer just getting information. And I believe that this is why a lot of people do plans and programs and 30 days of whatever, because you follow the information. And guess what? It works. Great information, good information. And as long as you have that information coming, and a belief that you need to lose the weight, otherwise blah, 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 fill in the blank, then you'll get it. But what happens, that's like my heart, my emotion, who I am, my energy in motion, because that makes up your life, which makes up your behaviors, is your emotion, your energy is trying to go somewhere, do something, say something, then that becomes part of you that it's neglected if all we're giving you is information. So this is why we're encouraging you, push play on the podcast, do the Be Still and Be Loves, watch the revving the words, hear the music, feel awkward in your body. Go ahead. You're supposed to confront that this doesn't feel good. I don't like it. My thighs are jiggling. All of that is emotion that needs to come. And guess what? You're in a safe place because the word is a safe house. The word is the harbor right there as you're moving your body. Our instructors, our fitness teacher, gospel preachers know we're nothing without the word. Our emotions will go into weird place, but that word stays true. So my emotions are allowed to come and go and that creates a new thought for my life. This is why you can sit at church every Sunday and you can do another Bible study and all this good stuff. And I would even say, some of the best Bible studies you've ever done, maybe you've done a Beth Moore or whatever you've done, isn't it the moments that you're watching and you start crying? There's something about the information that's getting to your heart. And now we have an integrated brain, your limbic brain, your young brain, which is all emotion, which you don't have to understand, which is forming beliefs, is now coming up higher to where God reasons with you and rewrites the story and tells you a new belief. He gives you a new vision. He gives you hope because that's being opened up in your mind. Your prefrontal medial cortex is, is saying, feed me, give me reasoning, give me a higher thought, give me love, give me optimistic thinking, give me something more than this sucks, I'm fat, I'm, I'm what, why am I never gonna be enough or whatever it is, this, this lower stuff that keeps us in these old belief patterns. How's that making sense? Is this all making sense? Let me take a break, I'm gonna have a drink. <clears throat> but information and emotion 
yes, equals a new path. We're not walking the road that your mother walked because a lot of us just do what we do because it's always been done. And here's the thing about new things, they're awkward. They are awkward. To think a new way, to go a new way is awkward. And it doesn't feel, and you will question it. If I take a path up this hill over here that no one else has taken, I'm gonna question, like within every about 10 steps, like, is that safe? Is that rock gonna fall? Is there a snake behind that rock, right? It's a path I've never taken. But if God's information of God's word is leading you that way, you are safe and you are in good hands. So keep, it's really important you do the things that feel uncomfortable because that's the emotion that comes up. That's where the lies come up. And every time, isn't it true? Every time you face a fear and overcome it, what do you feel? Renewed. You, you are, have a newer sense of like ability, <laughs> of agency, of, of capability, of purpose. You get a bigger vision for your life. And that's why Paul says, I pray that you would know the heights, the depths, the widths of God's love that exceeds understanding. Like it's so much more. There's more that he wants you to know about him. Yeah, allowing the Lord to meet you in the hard stuff. Always, this is what, it is good news for us at Revelation Wellness when you've had hard stuff going on. I'm in the middle of some hard stuff. I just kind of go, Lord, does it ever end? When does the vacation come, right? And I wrote a, an Instagram post the other day about how I, but it does never fails. It's in the hard times. When I feel like the army of the enemy is around me and he's got guns at me and I'm gonna fail or whatever it is, it never fails. The word of God never gets more palatable. Every word I hear is like, every word feels like a, a, a gift. And the faith in me gets bigger because I need it. I was telling my daughter yesterday, the tension of this world is for us. It's set up if we will turn in our belief that God is who he says he is and he's trying to make me into a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. Okay, we can renew our minds and that requires us to go down a new path, which means information and emotion. Um, this is where I'm gonna invite someone to come on because we're gonna do a little, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get, I wanna get to the belief of something. I wanna get to your belief system about a particular thing and you're gonna get to choose it. And I would actually, if you're someone who it's been your weight or your body, and it doesn't matter where you fall in the spectrum of feeling peace one day and not, or just really feeling obsessive and neglected, wherever you are, would anyone like to come on the screen and I'm just going to walk you through a process and I'm actually thinking I'm gonna turn this into a revving the word because I think if you were moving your feet and we were walking together, I bet you would get more out of this. I just bet it. If you're here, you would get more out of it. You're, you're our people. <clears throat> but let's walk through this for people that um, don't have the revving the word, don't use it, which I don't know why. Y'all need to subscribe and leave a review. All right, you guys, this was where I tried to invite someone on to share the screen. It took a few minutes, it didn't work. So in the end, you got yours truly to deconstruct a faulty belief. Keep listening. All right, here we go. Let's do this together, shall we? Bobby, Stacy, Ashley, if you were here, 
here's what I would do. I'd have you, I would see you face to face. I would just be looking at you and, and hopefully you'd feel not nervous. And I would ask you this question. The first question I would say is, Bobby, Ashley, <laughs> what's your desire? And let's keep it within this, the challenge. You know, let's keep it within, we know most of us here are looking at um, quote unquote weight or our body, our relationship to ourself. Um, so if I was to ask you, what is your desire when it comes to your, your body, your body health, what would you all say? And if you guys wanna write that in the chat, you can do that too. Okay, so that would be my first question and you would probably tell me whatever that desire is. Uh, I'll, I'll go and I'll say, what is my desire? Oh man, my desire is to be confident and feel at peace with my, my physicality at all stages of my life. That's my desire is to have real contentment like, and I know that seasons come and seasons go, that really probably a bigger thing is the desire that I would not fear getting older and losing ability. Sorry, I know for you young ones, you're like, that's, that's not fun. I love this. So Stacy said, to see myself as God does, to love myself, more energy and less pain. That's beautiful. Thank you, Patty. To let go of anything that's holding me back from being who God has created me to be. Amen. I feel pretty comfortable in whatever I wear. Great. Okay, good, you guys. Thank you. Okay, and the next question I would ask is, what is your stumbling block for that desire? Just think about that. What, what gets in the way? For me, the desire to not fear getting older and being content with every stage of life in my body. I mean, I have a lot of desires because of my body, but I would say that's probably the more that accuses often. It's very loud. Um, and it makes sense because I used to compete with this body. This body has, I've used it as a shield. I've used it as a weapon. I have used it in inappropriate ways. And so it's a place where the enemy has camped out. So my stumbling block with this desire is feeling. I can feel myself getting weaker. I can feel pain more. I can feel I'm not as capable. I can feel um, that it's changing, okay? How's that, all right? So that's the stumbling block for me is the the external information that is I'm receiving that is then affecting my internal well-being. The next question I would ask you is, what's your feeling about this desire? In light of the stumbling block, what's the feeling that you have with this desire? We're getting at beliefs. Just come with me now. We're just we're, cle we're cleaning out the the pipes. We're roto rootering. What's your belief about the desire? Or I'm sorry, what's your feeling about the desire? My feeling is scared. Scared. Oh, I hate saying that and I could even cry right now. I hate, I hate being scared. And you wanna know what? Uh, well, I'm gonna get there, but okay, let me get there. I'm not gonna jump there because we're gonna get there. I feel scared about that. Hopeless, fear, Anger, Bobby says. That's good. Yeah. 
What do you feel? What do you feel? Like you got to give it an emoji. Think emojis. <laughs> Think emojis. It's not going to happen. That's not a feeling. That's a statement. Stuck. Good. Okay. Find, find me an emoji that it will never happen. That's more of a, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what's the feeling? I know, Bobby. I'm with you. Okay. Okay, yeah, discourage, good job. Amy, yeah, discourage. Like, what would you see if you had to find it on your emoji phone, what would that thing be? Okay, scared, fear, fear, oh, yeah, oh. You guys, can we for a second? I just need a side note. One day you won't, one day you will have no fear. Like, could we even imagine what it would feel like to have no fear? not being scared, not being sad, like one day. <laughs> and so we're in this already, but not yet place. And in the emotion, God is there. That's where he shows up. Do you understand the information? It's like a knock at the door. Information is a knock at the door, but emotion says, come on in. You're invited in. You're invited in. Oh, my home's a wreck. Oh, I didn't clean the house. Like, nope, you're invited in. And that's all he's wanting. Emotion says, come on in deeper. It's, it's weird and messy and I don't know what's going on here, but I like your information. <laughs> so bring your information in, but I'm gonna go ahead and open the doors and you come on in. Okay, so getting to our beliefs, what's our feeling about the desire? <clears throat> I know, okay. Good, hang in there, almost done. Um, now I ask you, what's your belief about the desire? What's your belief about the desire? Not your feeling, we already, we just cleared the mat of feeling, but that's, but we've taken care of that, inventory. Hmm. Okay, so for, for me, the belief is um, unusable were like, when uh, you are older, you are discounted. You don't have any power. You are less than, you are sidelined. You have no value, which, oh, okay. So, right, like, thanks for showing, thanks for showing up, thanks for playing. You can go now. You're excused. That's the belief. It's, you're unuseful, worthless. Hey, I'm live. I am. What's your belief? Mm -hmm. Remember the belief connected to the stumble. The belief connected to the stumble. We gotta get on this. I know we're like, let's talk about what's great. No, you gotta, you gotta get into the mess. Okay, good. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, I'm gonna cry because I know where this next one's going. All right, so mine is excusable, not seen, not, not needed invisible, cast. Now the next question I would ask is, do you have an early memory of you having this belief? Do you have an early memory of your, what, do you have an early memory or early feeling? Because often our memories get formed from feelings. Do you have a feeling of being that, that fear, that, that belief that you have about your desire, the, the, the fear or whatever it is, 
the stumbling block towards your desire. Do you have an early memory of it? <clears throat> yeah. Good. Okay, for, absolutely. So kind of go back to a time when I felt outcasted, not seen, worthless, really, um, yeah, just sidelined. Sidelined. Not valuable. <clears throat> and it would absolutely take me back to my youth. It would absolutely take me back to my childhood. Um, a moment in time, I can remember my parents arguing like quite a bit. Lots of my home was very volatile. There was always a lot of arguing, a lot of words, a lot of emotion thrown around. And I remember standing there just crying and being really sad and nobody stopped for a minute. They just kept rattling and going on in their fight in front of me, which is another thing about, I mean, it's if you're gonna fight in front of your kids, like do it kindly, do it well. Show them what fighting well is, <laughs> but not like someone's about to get hurt. You know, that fear, someone's about to get hurt, something's about to happen, my parents are gonna divorce, whatever it is, all that starts to come up young, and I'm crying and scared and nobody paid attention. And you would think as a kid that they would come and help pay attention, but that's a big part of uh, ultimately a childhood place of not being paid attention, not being, that's why you guys, I love you all right now. I'm just going to parent from, from a place of healing. Take time for your kids. They are not an interruption. They are not an intrusion. <laughs> when they show up, pay attention to them. If you're ever on a phone with me and your kid comes up, I want you to pay attention to your kid. And we can also teach our kids when, hey, you know, when I'm talking to an adult, you always get my attention. But if it can wait, you get to wait. But if it can't wait, you can have me. But if it can wait, that would be amazing. Like we can teach our kids, but importance and value and I see you and you're, you, you do not wear thin with me. <laughs> you do not annoy me. And I'm saying this because I don't want to, I know we're all moms and we're tired and we have bad days. And listen, when you have a bad day, I get it. Dads, we have bad days, but go back and make it right with your kids. That's on you. You're the adult. You're the one bringing healing into your home. You're the one creating a new pathway for your kids. And if you just walk the path because that's what your mom did, and while they have to grow up and they shouldn't have to, no, you got to go back, sweep that side of the street and show them a new path. Okay. Oh, this is going longer than I thought. I don't know how to do 20 minute Facebook lives because I just have to teach you down. We got to get down to business. Y'all okay? Yeah, come on, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So early memory. Early memory takes us to a belief. Early memory goes into our limbic brain. Our limbic brain started to form stuff so the prefrontal medial cortex never even got a chance. Never even got a chance. But then came Jesus who said, I see you. I know you. I know the way through this. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Follow me. We're going to reclaim it. We're going to rebuild ancient ruins. Come on. Okay. So do you have an early memory of having this belief? And then the next question I would have asked you, Bobby, how was kindness present in that moment? And if you asked me that question, I would say it wasn't. It wasn't present, I don't know. Because so, we have to ask, we have to make the fact that kindness was meant to be there. The design for your life was that there would always be a helping hand, a helper, 
a compassionate friend. And if you didn't have that in a parent, then you were kind of on your own and you're trying to figure it out. So was kindness, how was kindness present in the moment? And probably because it's a fear-based memory or a memory that's stuck in a, in a belief system that makes you stumble, kindness probably wasn't present, okay? So then the thing I would ask next, and we're wrapping it up, everyone, I would have said to Bobby, get a picture of your compassionate God being with you in that moment. Get a picture. And because I can still see where I was in the den, my parents at the bottom of the stairs. Oof. I'm doing a revving a word of this. Everyone just get your Kleenex out because we're all going to just fall apart. Like, <clears throat> get a picture of a compassionate God being with you in that moment. Where would he have been? And then I would have asked this question How does he look at you? How is, he, how is he looking at you in that moment? What is his body language towards you? What's your body language towards him? What does he want to say to you about your belief? About what you're beginning to form, the path you're beginning to, to, to carve in your brain? What does he want to say to you? What does he want to say to you about that belief? And then I would close it with, now what does he want to give you? Like what tangible things he want to give you as your kind, compassionate God is with you in that moment? <sighs> okay, so there we did it. We just rebuilt, we deconstructed a belief that's driving a behavior. It's not about the behavior. The Lord is not into behavior modification. He's just not into it. And that's why a lot of these plans and things don't work, which just changes your behavior for a while. It doesn't get to the belief. So we just unpack some belief. <laughs> <coughs> and you gotta now, for a lot of people, it'd be good to like journal or spend some time with that. Don't let that go and remember. But a lot of it has to do with getting a vision for this compassionate and kind God who wants to retell you the story, who wants to reframe it. Thank you, Cindy. I feel like a wreck today. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. I feel like the Facebook Live thing, right? Accuser telling me Facebook Live thing didn't work. This didn't go off the way. You're talking too long. You should probably get off now. I'm going to get off. Okay. I love that. Bobby says he's hugging me, sitting with me, standing with his arms wide open. Isn't he so kind and compassionate? He's so kind and compassionate. He's so kind. You guys, I am 40, almost 49 years old and I think I have yet to meet the fullness of the compassion and the kindness of God. He's been good. He's been very good, very, very strong, very protective of me. I think I needed a protector first and he knew it, but now I need the sweetness and the gentleness that I, that, that for me, I didn't receive, which is why it goes back to, we have to try softer and not harder. And for sometimes trying softer means being courageous. You don't get to just sit back and do what you always do and walk the path that you walk because your mom walked it because your mom's mom walked it. It's time to get a new belief system. You got to put your shoes on. You got to put on your gospel feet. You got to put on your gospel shoes, lace them up, go for a walk, move your body, do weird things. It's called novelty. It goes back to the information and the emotion. You got to try things you never tried before. You got to get over and get out of your box. 
and the kindness of God's right there cheering you on. All right. <coughs> Thank you. This is so good. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it so you all can get on with your, your day. Um, this is up here. Yeah, Bobby, dance, right? Dance, dance. You know, I, saw, I was listening to a, a teaching by Bessel van der Kolk. Instructors, you know, we, we talk about Bessel van der Kolk. He wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And he's talking about faith systems, all the, all, all faith. Uh, he goes, if there should ever be more integrated people, it would be people within faith because historically they're the people that dance they're the people that sing they're the people that mourn they're the people that are very they they, they find their emotion but what happened is somewhere along the line we've gotten very stoic with it or kind of it wasn't as it didn't seem as refined and we got a little quiet and a little more and hear me there are some people that are just more introverted and have their emotion it doesn't mean you have to be all over the place you know just because you don't sing doesn't mean you're not spiritual but there is an expressiveness, there's a joy, there's a laughter, there's a sweetness, there's a softness, there's a tenderness to the people of faith. And that tenderness allows us to feel what we're feeling and know what we know. And that's the bottom line. If you want to heal and get new belief and, and restructure your brain for new belief, you've got to be connected to yourself. You have to feel what you feel and know what you know. And that's what we did today. We unpacked a knowing that got buried somewhere that continues to... To trip us up and by the way it's not a one and done so I know when it comes to my body and what's going on I know that that's the permeating belief that kind of shows up in fear and so I've got to come back to a sweet good God who wants to tell me oh sweetheart I have such great places for you you're never through you're never on the sidelines even if the world benches you we have great and marvelous things to say to do places to go people to see that I'm setting a bar in a whole new way and category of, of wellness because we're kind of first to go. This We've never seen what does it look like to age well and with Jesus Christ as our, as our core, like everything. All right, I love you guys. Have a great day. I hope this blesses you. Let me pray for us all real quick. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for this group. Thank you for Weight Loss God's Way. And it's your way. <laughs> Thank you for your way, your path that you are walking with us, Father. I pray for courage for everyone here that in their trying softer and they're rela releasing and surrendering and opening up, God, that you would be so tender by taking them by the hand and that they would not be afraid to walk new places, to embrace their awkward, God. I pray for the information of heaven and the emotions that we have felt here on earth to clash and to, <laughs> to, to come together in, a, in an overflow, God, to just mix and overflow into healing and wholeness for everyone here. We bind up sickness and disease in Jesus' name. Everyone say, in Jesus' name. We bind it up. We bind it up that we are well men and women who are fighting off sickness and disease, that we are not men and women who are sick, fighting to get well, that we are well. Lord, help us to know how to fight in this receiving your grace, God, the grace that enables us. We bind up judgment in Jesus' name. We bind up condemnation in Jesus' name. Lord, create new ways. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Where my words end and that's it, do what you mysteriously do in each person, the living God meeting the written word on us and in us. We love you. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen.
Bye, you guys. Have a great Wednesday. I'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place.